This week's episode of Here's on Get is brought to you in part by Elite Gamer Chairs. Elite Gamer Chairs show everyone your closeted virginity out there in the open. Now, if you order now with promo code, here's what I don't get, H-W-I-D-G, go to uh, EliteGamerChairs.biz forward slash H-W-I-D-G and use promo code, here's what I don't get. You can get a free boner concealment pillow to keep your Twitch streams PG friendly and keep yourself from being kicked off. Now, uh, this is a limited to time promo code. It's going to be expiring literally in the next four seconds. And, oh shit, looks like you missed it. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly inter-outer, 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 oh my god, I had an accident podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Handlebreaker. With me today, as always, Elite Gamer, Tabbert. Gamer! Welcome back, everybody. I'm uh, sitting in my new Elite Gamer chair yes. that I ordered. I decided since I now have to sit on my ass for two, 11 teen hours a day that I wanted a chair that wasn't didn't suck. Not that my the old chair sucked. Actually, they did kind of suck. I started to have this problem. Maybe it's because we're getting old. But we would sit here, right, and be yeah. recording. We record all day. And then I'd get up at one point. And I'd be like, why do my knees hurt? Yeah. My knees hurt from sitting in this chair. They don't hurt sitting in any other chair. So anyway, I bought a I bought a Amazon gamer chair that like reclines 185 degrees or some stupid shit it's got a it's got look at this tim watch this it has a a fold-out footrest that comes out from below the thing so i can prop my feet up for some reason it turns into a bed basically but the problem is that if my feet are on this footrest like i can't i can't lean back no so i have to then use this handle to recline into a fully I'm doing the podcast like this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm as reclined as I can get. You're in your matrix pod. Barring, <laughs> barring the furniture. Yeah. Look at this. This is the ultimate rage. Yeah. I wish we had this on video. <laughs> but the video. Yeah, I'm just going to do the whole podcast I just like need to this. cover you in strawberry jelly. I don't even have to move. I, the <laughs> mic is the perfect distance from my face. Welcome to Here's What I Don't Get, the only podcast that formerly sat straight up, now reclining leisurely. I'm like, how can you be angry like this? I'm like a guy on a chaise lounge. Just yeah. like, ah, oh, bring me more grapes. Uh, here's, uh, yeah, I'm going to need you to get a eyedropper, Tim, and you can suck the Coke Zero out of my can <laughs> and drip it into my mouth when I'm not talking. Uh, I'll, I'll mama bird, baby bird it to you. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I, I thought that this might be fun. It might be a nice chair to sit in because it's, it nice. it's comfortable and it has all those points of articulation. Uh-huh. They like in chairs now, and so we'll see how it goes. I, I I was shopping for these fucking things, and some of these, like the one that that Truckin' and Tuckin' had, the Chair Labs or whatever, Secret Labs, Secret yeah. Labs, yeah, Omega. I looked at those; they're like four hundred dollars. Yeah. The reason why I bought one is Truckin' and Tuckin' is one of these. It's very comfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, I've sat in it over at his house a few times, and like, yeah, it's a good chair. It's a good chair. I don't know if it's a four hundred dollars chair. Well, you didn't even look at the Herman Miller Logitech collection. 
Oh, dude. No, I went, I went way deep. I found there was one uh, that I found that was like a $900 chair and it had haptic feedback built into the chair. Nice. It had like all these rumble zones that you put a driver on your computer and like you're playing fours and it, it'll like buck you out of the, ah, just buck you right In out the, of your chair. The early to mid 2000s, uh, some company made a vest that you would put on. It was a gaming vest that you would put yep. on and you're playing, you know, uh, Counter-Strike, and you get shot in Counter-Strike, and it force feedbacks to where in, in the chest where you got shot. Yeah. Uh, but there were there were ones that had, like, lighting built in and speakers and shit. There was oh, yeah. one that had speakers that was actually cheaper than this one, which I thought might be cool, but it, they were Bluetooth. So if I had my audio set to those, then I would lose the audio out of the computer, yeah. which makes the whole thing pointless it needs to just have an rca so you can be like yeah, 3.5 jack to put it into so it's in surround so it's just another speaker in your surround yes. setup yeah. uh what else i this week so i made a terrible mistake i made a huge error uh it's a uh, christmas time as everyone knows and with christmas time in theater comes two terrible shows the first one is christmas carol which fortunately i am not working uh-huh. the second one is Nutcracker. And so I put myself on the Nutcracker as a supervisor just to make sure everything was getting taken care of. And since this is, you know, we're, we need big show, we need people. This is a big show, a world premiere. This is the so they Tulsa Ballet has been doing the nut, the same Nutcracker choreography, costume design, set design for 20 plus years. I've been doing it since like the early 90s. Yeah. It's the same. Or, late nineties, the same one. And this year they did de- they're debuting. They had a new set designed and built in New Zealand for some reason. Cause fuck us in Tulsa. <laughs> uh, they have new choreography. They have new costumes, like something like 1400 co- costume pieces. Holy shit. Uh, across for two times, two and a half casts. So, cause they have a different rotating of, cast. Rotating cast. Yep. So, it's it's a huge production and it's a world premiere and it's a cool opportunity to get to work on one of those. But anyway, um, I, so I put myself on a supervisor and I was just I wasn't going to be really doing anything directly on the show. I help out with people, but I, I wasn't going to be tied down to anything. And then the person that they hired directly, not through us, to be the audio engineer for the show and got the China virus. Oh no! And the number of people who can do that in job. Tulsa that are qualified to mix a an orchestra in a pit is basically it's like seven. Yeah, that guy. There's a guy that is working on another show, so I can't get him. There's a guy that works in another venue, I can't get him. Like I went down the list in my head, and I'm like, there is nobody. I know nobody. There's only me. Yeah. And you're there anyway. And I'm there anyway. So yeah. I might as well do it. And I was like, okay, well, sit, like, let me know what the, the pit is going to be. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And of course he didn't. Of course. He didn't. I, I was get. I got, I caught one of the members of the orchestra and I said, Hey, what is in this pit? And he's like, uh, let me think. And it gives me the list. I'm like, okay, let me write all this down. Now let me go down into the microphone room and find out what yeah. microphones I want to use. And what's worse is they gave me a kid. Well, they I gave me a kid to be a two, right? This there's this kid, new kid on the on the call list. Once again, the audio, 
got recommended by one of the guys, one of the guys that used to. So I used to work in this building too, yes. by the way. Yeah, yeah. This is my old company yeah. that I'm now working as an outside contractor, making more money, uh-huh. doing better work, way happier. Uh-huh. Um, also on this show is the former house sound who you remember years ago, I talked about getting fired unceremoniously and I had to Uh take his position. He's working on a show downstairs in another theater. (laughs) Wow. And on the fly rail is one of the, the, another former house technician. Gosh, there are more house technicians on working in the building, more former house technicians working in the building currently than there are house technicians on any given shift. Yeah. This is like a lesbian house party. Yeah. And so everyone has dated each other before. (laughs) Where uh, on loadout, we're going to get down to, uh, there are a couple more that are going to be on the loadout. And there will be more former house techs on loadout than there are current house techs. And uh, any one of us could do the jobs of the current house techs better than better the current, than the, yeah, yeah, yeah. aside for one. Now, one of them is actually worth a, worth a damn, but yeah. the rest are worthless, basically. And anyway, so I I write down all this invitation. Do, I have this kid. He got recommended. This kid, he's like, I only want to do audio calls. He doesn't want to take any other calls for me anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And he knows about nothing. We sent him to go find a cable stretcher, Tim. Okay. You know what a cable stretcher is? It's a big, it's like a big wheel. No, no, no. It's a thing that it takes a cable and it stretches it and you, you stretch it out. So yeah. you take a three foot cable and make a six foot cable. You understand how that works? Yeah. It doesn't. It's a made up tool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you can't. It's you don't. You you don't. It's it's like it's like you've never held a cable before. It's like going to send someone on a snipe hunt. It's a snipe hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we um. So I'm. I've got to deal with this kid who wants to be in the booth. It's like there's nothing. This is I'm in the booth. You you're down there. <laughs> you're backstage, kid. Welcome to A two land. Yeah. You were going to be backstage, and I was going to be back backstage. Now I got to be at fucking front of house. This sucks. I don't know how I got conned into it. The other One of the great things, though, was I walk in on day one and uh, pour myself a cup of coffee. Someone made coffee before I got there. You know what they made, Tim? Uh, your coffee? No. No? Folgers. <laughs> And I was like, this is awful. So you I made the incest coffee. Yeah. So I open up, I open up the cabinet and there's, oh, look, there's a bag of just, there's enough to make one pot of coffee. That's good. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm making this. This is great. This is a couple weeks ago. So then I'm there again. And, uh, instead of opening up the one locker, I open up the one above it and I open up the one above it and it is fucking packed full of coffee that I ordered in March of 2020 before I had just ordered a bunch of coffee to like restock. And then we shut down and I just left it there. I totally forgot about it. I opened it up and I was like, thank you. Pass tab. So (laughs) start making good coffee again. And all the stagehands are coming to me. One of them, one of the head carpenter for this, he comes up to me, he goes, you know, it's really nice having you here as, as steward and taking care of things. That's great. But having the good coffee back again, that's heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so no one knew about this. No, everyone's just fucking lazy. They knew. Yeah. They knew it was up there. All you no. you put the beans in the grinder, you press the button, you make the coffee. It's just better than Folgers. But I guess they've been drinking Folgers this whole gap of time. They've been time. trying to fuck their sisters. I know. It's messed <laughs> up. So the good coffee's back. I'm 
you know, I, I was, I only had two brands of coffee in the, in the locker. And I was like, you know what I really want is I really want Topeka coffee. I love Topeka coffee. So good. And I, but I didn't, haven't had time to go to a research to buy some. That's where I normally buy it. And then I remembered there's a Topeka coffee downtown. There are two of them. So I ran over to it and I was like, Hey, I want some, I, I grabbed a bunch. I got this Ethiopian coffee from them. Tim, you know, I hate blueberries. I don't really care for blueberries. Yeah, 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 sure. This coffee tastes like fucking blueberry coffee. That sounds good. It is, it is incredible. It's it's maybe the best coffee I've ever had. <laughs> um, yeah. So I and then I talked to them because they have five pound bags. I don't want to buy these like one pound bags. They yeah. had they'll save they sell five pound bags. And I was like, I want to buy one of those five pound bags of San Anablend because it's it's a mix of the Manzano and the Atapique El Salvadorian coffees that I like both uh-huh. of those a lot. And the, I didn't know this. And when I liked the, the Santa Ana blend at first, I was like, this is really good. And then I was looking at the package one day and I read, it's a mix of the Manzano and, the, and I'm like, Oh, I like both of those a lot. So of course, of course I, li- I, I like, like the both yeah. together. Yeah. I was like, I want that five pound bag. Cause I'll, that'll just be our baseline coffee. And they go, Oh, we don't sell the five pound bags, but, you can buy the five pound bags at the roaster roastery. You just have to send them an email. So I need to send them an email and be like, dear Topeka coffee. <laughs> I love your coffee. Please give me coffee. So yeah, good coffee's back. I'm very proud of myself for it too, as, which is why I brought it up. What have you, what's your week been like, Tim? Uh, let's see. Uh, I Christmas eyes the house. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not the, not the outside, the inside. Yeah. Uh, outside hasn't been done yet. I'm, I'm still sorry. Yeah. Uh, Christmas size the house. Uh, I've been catching up on Forged in Fire. Uh, the Blade Bladesmith uh, cooking show. Yeah, it's essentially like Top Chef, Master Chef, that, but instead of cooking, they're fucking making knives and swords and crossbows and shit. It's great. Uh, it's, it's all this, it's all the stuff you liked from, um, it's, it's that mixed with the stuff you loved from deadliest warrior yeah. back on spike TV. That was deadliest warrior was, I love that show so much. Me too. Uh, uh, and they would show you like they would do the reenactments and that was fine. Cause you saw the full thing at the end. Yeah, that was fine. But what you really wanted to see was like the guy talk about, uh, this specific, uh, like, um, old, uh, English sword and watch him go to fucking town on the ballistics dummy. Didn't they put bones and stuff inside the ballistics dummy? So they yeah. Could really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so they do this on, on uh force of fire as well. It's got the skull and uh, a full rib cage and it's got organs with blood in there. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, so anytime they, they, they bring out the ballistics dummy every episode. It's great. Uh, that show ballooned the fuck out. Seasons one through four, like isn't it on the History Channel? It's only it's, it's still airing. That's why it's on. That's why it ballooned out. That's why it ballooned I, out. I think what we're going to you brought in ridiculousness a few yeah, months ago, yeah. and that's what MTV is now. It's the yep. ridiculousness channel. I wonder if that's just going to be what channels become. I think so because apparently I read that it's their most. I think it's their most popular program. Yeah, so that they're just gonna you're gonna have and like, it's not only is it their most popular program, it's draw it's it's uh. It's that it's their most popular program, and it's been drawing in their uh, target demo, their non-target demo, oh. eighteen to forty-nine, is their non-target demo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly, um, 
but yeah, traditional 1849 TV watchers aren't really watching the History Channel. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it brings in that demo for them. So seasons five and up are like 48 episodes a piece. It's too much. It's great is what it is. Um, great for me to poop on. <laughs> what else? Um, I've been playing some Destiny. The new new, new Destiny. St- Actually, I haven't played it for like three weeks straight. Yeah. Because uh, I got bored of the grind. But now they, they now there's new stuff, so yeah. So now you're willing to grind again. Yeah, it's so, it's actually it's actually pretty nice. It's the uh, Bungie 30th anniversary pack. Mm-hmm. So they put a bunch of Halo guns in Destiny. They're not they're not they don't look exactly the same. They look as close as they can without, uh, you know, Microsoft being able to sue them for IP fraud, even yeah. though they made the game. Uh, Microsoft owns the Halo IP. So there's Halo stuff in there. There's Marathon stuff in there. Um, uh, the pack comes with like a new dungeon and a whole new um, six player thing. That's real fun with like a roulette wheel and like a bonus round. It's like, a, like a, it's like a game show. Uh, it's great. Um, uh, the, Oh man, this, the, the, the new, uh, the new armor is all streetwear, which is totally different. It totally outside of destiny's space fantasy alien bullshit. Uh, so that's kind of weird. We're seeing guys with like jean jackets <laughs> walking around with jean jackets and hoodies. Um, that's more powerful than your cool spaceman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Do you know why? Why? Because jean jackets and hoodies are real. A spaceman armor is not. Is not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to think of anything else. Uh, that's about it. It's been about it. That's about it for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I did watch. Uh, I did start watching Hawkeye. Yeah, it's fine. The wisecracking meatball surgeon. Yes. Yes. I'm surprised they got him to come back. You right. Know, being that it, he's like ninety thousand years yeah. old. Uh, is it? Is it all about? You know, he's like having PTSD from his, you know, stresses during his his career. Uh-huh. You know, and now he's kind of coming to terms with that a little bit older and he, a little bit but wiser. He's, he's got to have this uh young wise cracking tag along character with yeah him. he's yeah. kind of become the secondary character in his own show yeah yeah that's too bad at least we still have aftermash <laughs> <laughs> they can never take that from us yeah well uh tim let's get into some issues here's what i don't get not paying your bills a pretty important thing it to is do. an important thing to do you should do that but you know it's one thing for you or me to not pay our pay your bills maybe you would think it's it's the opposite it is the opposite you know sometimes like as soon as we pay our bills they we, we don't pay our bills and as soon as that happens the companies go they go into fucking rage mode yeah they do you end up so you know for instance you're your credit card, your debit card, whatever, every three or four years or however, whatever the term is, you get a new one sent to you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ah, oh, I got to go fucking update my Netflix. I got to go update my yep. Amazon stuff. I got to go update my auto pay for my cell phone. And inevitably you forget one, you forget one. Yep. And then all of a sudden this notice turns out because they, maybe you don't even get the paper, uh, bills anymore. Yep. Maybe you do, but inevitably like 
your car insurance one month you get a thing it's like your car insurance is going to be canceled and you're like what the fuck <laughs> and you call you call a guy and you're like what is going on and like yeah you haven't paid in two months like what do you mean i haven't paid in two months i have auto pay and they go oh no we tried it says card decline like what card do you have like oh one two three yeah. four two of of 2021 like ah fuck well it's okay i have a new one it's all the same info but now it's it's three of 2025 okay yeah we couldn't figure we couldn't have figured that out and so you end up owing late fees or some shit it happens to everybody yeah you know who it shouldn't be happening to who multi-million dollar worldwide corporations (laughs) uh i i get i hear so much bullshit there's so there's this um group it's called avcm or event venue state it's a venue management like uh-huh. conference group and and they're all so up their own ass like we're bringing world-class entertainment to tulsa groups such as road joking the disciple uh how was that by the way uh yeah you so saw road joking. i saw road jogan um I, the his uh, so he had two openers okay First one was a lady, and I was killing backstage making fun of her. I was killing. I was. You were killing it more than she was. I was killing more than she was. Um, I was. I was making some great jokes. I. I was. I was really in the zone. Uh-huh. And um, and then Tony Hinchcliffe came up. Do you know who that is? Have you heard that name? Yeah, I've heard that name on who are these podcasts? And oh, I was okay. Go ahead. And I, but I've never never heard of him. And he did the thing that happens a lot. People come to Oklahoma and they go like, I'm going to Oklahoma. I'll, I'll kind of blend in. I'll put a cowboy hat on and boots and boots and a jackass jacket. And I think he might've been wearing a bolo tie as well. Uh And instead of blending in, he just looked like a huge jackass. (laughs) So he's doing his set and, Joe Rogan was one of those shows where they give you, they make you put your phone in a little baggie to, so that you can't record their terrible sets. Yeah. And so his, his was not very good either. The woman's though, her set was like every woman comedians about how I'm lonely and I have, Uh you know, she's talking about it would, this was really weird. She had a joke in her deal where she's like, I'm on Tinder and Mike Sanders can't get any lower. And I'm like, why not? Why not date a guy with a bird? And then she had like a whole bit about dating a bird and then Joe Rogan gets up there and about 35 minutes into his set, he starts telling a joke about how women won't get with a guy if he has a peacock. Like, that's weird. <laughs> they think you're weird. But if a woman yeah. had a peacock, the guy would be like, oh, I love peacocks. Yep. I think they're really cool. <laughs> and I'm like, did you, did you guys, was this like a weird callback <laughs> thing between comedians on a set of a single show? Because that would be genius. Only only if the second guy had also done a dating a bird I, joke. I, and or I might have similar. been not paying attention because yeah. he was pretty uninteresting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I listened about the first third, maybe the first half of Joe Rogan's set before I got distracted with work and stopped paying attention. Yeah. Um, sold out arena show. Crazy. Anyway, so these places wanted to be world-class entertainment leaders and all. And I, world-class is this buzz phrase that's popped yeah. up in theater in the last five years. World-class, world-class. Everyone wants to be world-class. I don't know what the fuck that means. You're running a theater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what comes to Tulsa, Oklahoma theaters? Broadway tours, Live Nation tours, and anything that has Tulsa in the name of the presenting organization. <laughs> the Metropolitan Opera is not putting on no. any shows in Tulsa. No. Uh, 
we're not we're not getting you know Alvin Ailey Alvin Ailey Dance School is not coming to Tulsa to do performances. I don't know what you're talking about with world class. Like Any, yeah. anything that involves a lap steal. Yeah, we're not we're not getting like no one's beating down our door to do events here. We yeah. are going to them and being like, hey, we'll give you $20,000 to come. Please just come do <laughs> your one woman show about how men won't date you on in Tulsa. And so, but to me, one of the big things about being a world-class venue is having world-class services and to have world-class services, you have to pay your fucking bills. So we've been dealing with one of the uh, presenters here in town and we've been sending them labor for since mid October and they haven't been paying their shit. And all these people are out of pocket. They're yelling at me about how they're not getting paid. I, there's nothing, nothing I could do until last week when I was made in charge of things. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, congratulations. You're in charge of things. Like, all right, thank you. Here's a strongly worded email. <laughs> and then, I started busting asses and amazingly this world-class event center, they were able to, despite the fact that, cause we've been trying to pursue this problem for months, clearly, but nobody, nobody like gave them the, no one said, this is the end. Yeah. You are, <laughs> your shit is done. And amazingly when that came, it was like, Oh, here's a, here's all payments for everything we owe you for the last six eight weeks. Jesus. Amazing. Amazing how that can suddenly that just gets shit out all of a sudden. Um, I don't understand. And the worst part is that there's not a mechanism to be like to penalize them. No, of course not. You know, your, your cell phone bill is late because your, your card changed or you, you know, your money got all stolen out of your bank account, or maybe you just are, are poor and don't want to pay it. They're like, all right, well, it's going to be a $45, reactivation fee to turn your service back on even though it's just someone going into literally clacking clacking on a keyboard and, and hitting check mark checking yeah. uh, changing a single check mark and boom suddenly your shit's turned on again uh and yeah so i i don't understand why we allow this to keep happening in society like we, the pe we regular people who could, who need the compassion, understanding, yeah, to say, hey, you know everything. Imagine, imagine if you missed a car payment, right, and your bank instead of sending you a letter in the mail, send that telling you that they were going to repossess your car. Someone called you on the phone. They're like, hey, Tim, um, we didn't get your payment last month. Everything all right? You know, do you need a couple more days? Do we, we just want to check in and and see what's going on? You'd be like, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I've been busy. You know, I, I had to go out of town to take care of my dying grandma or whatever. Like, okay, you tell you what, we're going to just, we're going to delete this late payment and then you just double pay next month and it'll all get taken care of. Like, oh, thank you so much for your understanding. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you have a good day, sir. And they hang up. Imagine that. Imagine that, right? You God. would, you would go back to that bank. For your every every car payment, Th that's for, how you, you know every car loan. I think we've talked about this before. Like like that's how you get repeat service mm -hmm. is good customer service. Yeah, like if that's that's why Amazon has reached the heights it has. Yeah, because when you're when you have a problem with anything, they just, they just go like, I'm sorry about that. What if we give you like a twenty five dollar Amazon gift yeah. card? 
or uh, fuck it, you keep that. You keep that. Like, hey, uh, this book I ordered. The uh, you you when you sent it in the box, you sent it with no uh, dust jacket. Oh, with no packing material, so it just it rattled around in a box all the way to my door, and it looks like shit. Oh, um, well, you keep that one. You can read it if you want to. Fuck it, we'll send you another one. Yeah, in perfectly in perfect perfect condition on the house. Yeah, it's like uh, my my that time that I ordered those Lego sets and they got marked undeliverable, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, we sent another set. Here you go. And then both sets arrived, and they're like, I ah, just keep them. Okay, cool. <laughs> That that's why I don't I don't think I don't understand how I'm an executive right at Goldman Sachs or, or yeah. fucking wherever I understand how I because those people they're they've got to order from Amazon too how do you not see the connection of oh if we just have like some understanding we just sacrifice a little bit we will get a lot back in here yeah and and they don't they don't do that they have instead they're going to they'll come after you. For every little imagined slight that they mm-hmm. see on their end. Because that was that was the other thing that really pissed me off about this venue is that the head finance guy would come lecture me every time I didn't have a signed labor invoice prior to like four o'clock in the afternoon. Now, four o'clock in the afternoon is about 10 hours before the show is actually over. Mm-hmm. Uh, because four o'clock in the afternoon load in may or may not be complete mm-hmm. and show is going to start in three hours. Then we've got four hours of show and another four hours of loadout. We've got quite a while before this is actually done. Yeah. What, what I should be doing is giving you a bill at two in the morning that says, mm-hmm. this is what we just finished here. Here or, or we're going to finish in an hour. Here you go. But instead I have to project all of that. I have to project all of that like way in the future. And then I have to give that to, um, I have to give that to, uh, a person to, to look at it, say, yes, all of this is correct. Mm -hmm. Let me go ahead and sign off on this. Like, and sometimes most of the time, right. I have my, my labor bill finished at four o'clock and then I go give it to the show guy, and the show guy, I as you can imagine, is busy with show things. Yeah. So he doesn't have time to sit there and look at this and be like, "Okay, why do you, why are you, Mister Burt, getting paid for twenty two hours today when we got here at eight a.m. and we're leaving at yeah. two a.m.?" Like, well, let me explain to you all the ways that you fucked up. Yes. <laughs> uh, the. And then that across multiple different tier, like, why are there no spot ops on this? Like, oh, because these guys are spot ops. You see here that their number is different, even though, anyway. So I have to go through all that. And this guy will come into my office and be like, oh, yeah, we really, oh, we really need to have those. You only need to have those because the faster you get the settlement done with the show, the faster you can leave. Fuck you, dude. So yeah. while he's chewing me out for this, the imagined slight of him not getting his little signed copy because well, yeah, he wants to be what, out by five and what he determines to be an early enough time period meanwhile he cannot pay my employees for 17 invoice one guy has 17 invoices not paid that's not hours that's and that's not even days that's not even, no that's just time groupings of labor that needs to be paid those are shows thousands of dollars yeah to to this, to a company, I ended up adding it all up. What all the total of all these invoices was? 
25 grand. Holy shit. Yeah. Which is insane because some of these shows, single show day, one day bills will be 30, 40 grand. But this 25 grand over six weeks, it's like, ah, this is really holding oh, you know, I don't know what to do with all this. Fucking yeah. just write a check. It, it's nothing to you. No. It's nothing to you. That is, that's a thousand people that come in. Yeah. If, if even that much, you know, it, I, just want to like shout in people's faces, yeah. but you can't do that anymore. Now, c- the good customer service will always get it. It's it's the it's the impetus for repeat service. I now, uh, so I over the weekend I was uh, I like there's a comic book channel I watch, and they were doing like a live auction thing, and I just popped my head in. Right, and they were comb- they were teaming up with an actual, uh, like company, comics company, producer, publisher. You know, yeah, uh, it wasn't Marvel or DC, but it's it's one of the, one of the big indies. And they're like, hey, so fifteen percent of our stuff is going to charity or whatever, was, whatever. But like, here's all these books, right? And you know, this one's, you know, this is half off. This is all this stuff, and some of these are auctions. And I saw at the corner of my eye, I was like, hey, that's a Spider-Man spinoff comic that as soon as I finished reading it digitally, I was like, I'm going to buy the omnibus. I love this. And it was already, it was, it has been, it had been out of stock for years. Uh, and I saw the whole collection there, but in trades, in trades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how much for those? He was like, oh, these are $16.99 a, a piece. You buy all three, I'll give them to you for 45 bucks. Yeah. I was like, fucking sold. Uh, what do I do to like, this is a the YouTube next time stream. you want something. Yeah. No, no, this is a YouTube stream. Like, how do I pay you? Right. Yeah. He was like, Oh, send me an email. <sighs> just you send me an email. Oh, the president of the company just send you an email. Yeah. So I sent the president of that company an email. He's like, sweet. Thanks for watching. Uh, I'll send this to, uh, or it was like Monday. We'll give we'll send you an invoice. Tuesday. We'll ship it. Yeah. So Monday I got, I, he, he was like, he gave me, he sent me the invoice. He was like, Hey, I've CC'd the, uh, the like accountant guy, the shipping guy. Uh, I'm also throwing in three free books of ours. Um, 45 even with shipping, uh, send me your PayPal email address Yeah, and we'll ship it. This is fucking, this is awesome. There's this comment. So my sister did, uh, she was the assistant stage manager for her, her high school play earlier this year. And uh, there's this comic that I've been a fan of for a long time. I might have talked about it before. QQ Comics. Yeah, it's a yeah. web comic about theater. And uh, when it, it first started, when when I went to college, and for there was a period of time where I would be mistaken for that guy. People thought that I was that guy. Oh, because because he's a fat guy who wears a flat cap and has a beard. <laughs> okay, you physically. I thought you meant like people were like people. Okay, and and what's more is I was dating a girl who looked like another character in gotcha, the thing. So gotcha. they thought that uh-huh. that was the, the like you look at it. You look at the the pictures of okay, of sure, us and sure. them side by side. It's like oh yeah, I could totally see that. I am not that guy. I have no artistic ability. <laughs> zero artistic ability. But I I have enjoyed that comic for years. Yeah. So he used he has a web sh- a web shop on a store where or his a store on his w- website where you could buy like t shirts and stickers and stuff and 
we've bought, I've bought stuff from him in the past. And so I wanted to get my sister a shirt from that comic, big, you know, for her, her debut in theater. And I went to the website and their store is pretty much sold out of everything except for stickers. Mm-hmm. So he, he posted something on Instagram and I commented and I was like, Hey, when is your, when are you going to get some more t-shirts in the web store? My, I want to buy one for my sister. And I was just curious. And then he messaged me directly. Nice. And he's like, he's, he's like, Hey, um, what's up? What kind of shirts are you looking for? I only have a few left. I've been too busy to be able to run yeah. the, the store full time anymore. And I said, wow, she's like an extra small. And I was hoping for either a, a thank you five or a tech week somewhere, you know, pretty much, pretty much anything. He's like, I've got a small t-shirt that the tech week somewhere that I can send you, uh, do 20 bucks with ship, you know, including shipping. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And same thing. Send yeah. him PayPal, send him the shirt, shirt arrived. She loves it. I need to get a picture and send it to him. But just like, what a cool dude. You know, he, he could have just been like, I don't have a web store. Yeah. And I, I, my feelings would have been hurt. I still like his web comic. And if I ever saw stuff on there, I would have bought from him again. Yeah. But he went, uh, he went a little extra mile and, you know, did something special for, for a fan. For you know, little old me for nothing. Yeah, uh, well, little old me, Tim. <laughs> I'm Kickstarter number one of QQ Comics. I know volume this. Two. I know. Yeah, Kickstarter number one. Yeah, I'm number one, baby. Uh, yeah, I paying your bills, getting your stuff done, having a little bit of understanding on the company's ends for the people, not for you know, for a corporation. I shouldn't have to. That's part of my job now. Is I have this document where. I have anytime anybody issues an invoice that we entered into this Excel spreadsheet now and the Excel spreadsheet auto formats itself. So anything that's over 15 days old turns like light yellow and then dark yellow, orange, red, and then over 60 days, it turns like a bright fucking red. And now, now on Mondays I go log into that, that document, pull up everything and anything that's, that's yellow Start sending emails. Hey, just a friendly reminder. Anything that's orange is like phone call. Hey, where's our fucking money? I shouldn't have to remind you of this shit. And I got, you know, the hands are upset with me. They're like, are you getting paid? Like, <laughs> dude, dude, I have invoice unpaid invoices that are older than yeah. older than I know you. You've probably are looking at more, but I have invoices that are like months and months ago still waiting to be paid on. Yeah. But nobody was chasing them down, and now I'm chasing them down. I'm fucking, I'm getting, I'm getting Jack this, Reacher. What's the, what's the, I'm going to get this bread, y'all. Ah, it just pisses me off. I, I can't, I can't believe it. You know, you do an event, you hire people, you fucking pay for it. Yeah. Uh, it's in a timely manner. In a timely fucking manner. I got paid for uh, the makeup thing. Apparently, they're good. They're good folks. They wrote a check the day of loadout. Like loadout, we were about forty-five minutes to the end of loadout, and he's like, "Yeah, um, looks like we're pretty close to done. What's the bill?" And I, I, you know, turn my computer around and yeah. show him the bill, and he's like, "What's that? What's that look like for the estimate?" He looks at the estimate, like ah, under the estimate, cool. I don't remember what that was, but it was like $15,000 or something. Sure. Like $15,435.53 signed guy from the show. There you go. (laughs) I walked out with that check and went and put it in, you know, took it straight to payroll. We got paid. That was a Saturday. We got paid the following Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. That was a A Sunday or whatever. It was a week later. It was a week later. No problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. Some of these some of these folks, you're like, here's an invoice, here's another invoice, here's another invoice. Like and it's usually the smaller ones that get fucked up on. Like the the tens and twenty thousands of dollars. Like, yeah. ah, no big deal. Yeah, we'll, we'll pay that. We don't give a shit. It's like, it's like the the fifteen hundred dollar one. Like, oh yeah, we had we had four hands for eight hours, eight hundred bucks. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna squeeze this in. Like you are, you hire you are working for a client, right? You hired us, so you told the client, you know, this we, we need labor. Just take whatever our estimate is and add twenty percent. You know, have something a little nice on your own. Fuck's sake, <laughs> well, Tim. What's your first issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. People with one no personalities, a.k.a. Women. Texans. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, it just, it, but also just in general, people with one no personalities. Uh, it was I was watching an episode of Fours and Fire and, uh, you know, there's four dudes. They're always they're always uh, some, sometimes there's usually younger dudes, like 18, 19 year olds. Right. Like I've been doing this for six months. Right. But most of the guys are like, yeah, I'm a retired firefighter. I've been bladesmithing for about 30 years. Um, but one guy comes on and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a guy from Texas and I'm wearing a Texas T-shirt and uh, Texas is awesome. And uh, I've been making Texas swords for about uh, Texas years now. And uh, every single thing that he talked about was Texas, 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 Texas. Alamo Draft House. Alamo Draft House. Texas, 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 Texas. You know what? Fuck Texas. Oh, no. Fuck Texas. Uh, there's a lot of this. You know, there's like the the weed smoker yeah. personality. Uh-huh. Do you remember there was a kid that was in our, our high school class? And I remember like every fucking project where you'd have to do research on something. It was always about like hemp and how cannabis should be legal. I'm trying. I can see he was his, in our class. He was in our 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 graduating class. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Ryan something. I don't remember his last name, but he was like a huge stoner, and that was uh-huh. that was his whole personality. It, it was it was completely domineering, huh. and it's it makes for boring people. Yeah, like they interesting people do different things. Yes, they're they're constantly trying something new or they have a lot of interest mm-hmm. that they can talk about somewhat extensively. But, you know, I, I see it a lot with women where like having tattoos is oh, not a personality. Boy. Yeah. That's another one. Tattoo people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got, I got 13 tattoos wanting to get more neat. Neat. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> You paid a lot of money to sit in a chair for several hours yeah. and get stabbed. Neat. Like, uh, yeah, the the people that or the people that make being sober their entire personality, which is almost that's worse than almost worse than like, drunks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I'm so the vegan veganism. Oh yeah, that's, that's a huge that's, personality. That's the that's one of the big ones is uh, vegans. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I can't actually eat any of this because I'm bad. Does you, do your refried beans have lard? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, I actually, I went, we went out to lunch uh, a couple weeks ago on a show. A bunch of us would go to this Mexican restaurant. And one of them is a vegan and one of them is a vegetarian. And they're like, oh yeah, there's nothing on here that's, uh, 
that's like vegan or vegetarian and they go one of them goes you want to go to tandoori guys sure and they just left I'm like that's the best way to eat with a vegan and a vegetarian <laughs> for them to get fucking lost tandoori guys is pretty good yeah we wanted Mexican. but indians have a lot more vegetarian vegan yeah stuff so I went to speaking of vegetarian vegan shit. I went to a to a ramen place last night for dinner. Oh yeah, which one? Jinya. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's the popular one. Yeah, I uh, ordered a chicken ramen dish. I got it was it was uh like twelve dollars. Yeah, it's about for a big bowl of ramen. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. I got two slices of chicken. That's about right. That is not about right. No, it's not. I mean, that's about. I should be getting a diced chicken breast. <laughs> Yep. In yeah, ramen costs nothing. It costs literally nothing. So I don't know what the fuck I paid for. I am never going there again. Uh, well, so in in like a shop, right? The noodles cost way more than your uh, than top freeze, ramen. Your to your top ramen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it's a lot. It's mostly time. All the broths, all the broths and stuff. They're like twenty four hour broths. Mm hmm. I mean, I agree with you that you should have gotten more. I like. Um, I I'm supposed to eat two strips of chicken and drink some water, yeah. and that be good. No, no, that'd be a meal. I, I've never been to Virginia. I like the um, the one that's downtown. It's man, it's right where the fountain used to be. Yeah, it's right, right on one of those corners. Yeah, it starts with a T. I can't remember the name. Uh, but I've been there a couple times, and they'll do like they do half price Thursdays. Yeah, so you always you always go there on a Thursday. I was, well, I realized when I got my bowl delivered to me that what I really wanted was pho. Yeah, and not ramen. And then I was more pissed off that like ramen restaurants are opening and not pho restaurants. We've got a couple here. No, no, I we do have a few, but but the, if, what's in what's hot now? What's hot ramen. now is ramen. It's like this is worthless food. Whereas pho, so we just there's there's a place over at uh 30 21st and Mingo. There's a it has it's like a Korean market and then also a restaurant. Namhai. Yeah, Namhai. That's it's a mate their rest their pho restaurant is fucking amazing. Yeah, you you walk you walk in and on one it's like a hallway it's and a on hallway. one side is the grocery store and on one side is the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And so we discovered that if you order they have like the small, the medium, the large. Uh-huh. If you order any one of them, it's the same amount of shit. Yes. It's just more broth and yeah. a different size bowl. So we just ordered the small ones. And it'd be this small bowl, maybe six inches round. Just fucking packed piled with noodles and meat and protein whatever you whatever, whatever yeah. Uh, yeah and then they have the basil on the table and so oh, the jalapenos and the, the beans jalapenos sprouts, the bean the sprouts poison, yeah oh man that place is great and you just you kind of build it to whatever you your yep. taste is and then you eat and dude you get the small bowl and you leave there and you're like, you're totally you're full. Totally full. I ate this ramen. I was, I left and I'm like, I kind of want to like, I wish there was a McDonald's or something. So yeah. I stop and grab a McDouble. This yeah. is bullshit. I didn't really, didn't realize until I was looking at the bowl. But anyway, that's like way off topic for sure, your sure. one note personalities, not to be a one note personality on food. hating. <laughs> I, I don't, the one note personality thing drives me nuts because the, we have, you know, just the three of us, you, me, Truckin' and Tuckin', such a diversity of things we like. 
Yeah. The, there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, you and Truck and Tuck and like Destiny. I, I don't, sure. I have no yeah. idea what you guys are talking yeah. about. You and I like Star Trek now. <laughs> Truck and Tuck has no idea what's going on. Yep. Truck and Tuck and I like cigars and I, you're not yeah. into it. And I think that makes a good dynamic. You like coffee a lot. I like coffee yeah, a lot. I'm, it's like, oh, this must be what it sounds like when I'm talking about destiny. <laughs> um, we, I, that dynamic means that we have things to talk about that yeah. are different at, at any time. And, you know, some days, some days we're hanging out at Truck and Tuckins and we're watching gun videos. Yeah. Sometimes we're hanging out there and we're watching video game preview videos. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we watch comedy. Sometimes we watch horror. And, it, it's why it's why you and I can sit down every week. <laughs> we can sit and record what we talk about, but then we can go to dinner and like continue just talking about whatever random bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and not get bored because it's not just like, well, Tim, do you remember that episode of Star Trek: Next Generation where thing happened? Like, <laughs> no, do you remember comic book thing number one seven six that I remember yeah. off the top of my head? There, there's Spider Man five five six. Ah, what a good one! What uh, a good one! It's but then you'll talk to people where that they're just like, yeah, I'm really into social justice causes. Like I'm about global warming and climate change. And you're just like, okay, where's the interesting Goodbye. part? Do you do, what do you do like for fun? Goodbye. What do you, <laughs> what do, you do when you're not working? Like, well, I work at a, uh, work at a, uh, a social justice outreach center. And then on my, in my free time, I post on Twitter about how women are persecuted and to relax. I like to watch films by black people people for black people i like to watch the black voices category on amazon all right then yeah. uh you you run a lot of, you run a lot into this um in uh, in college with your yes. major yes right so i had to deal i had to deal with a bunch of fucking film dudes yeah uh like i should i during class i get it yeah sure that's what we're there for but when we're hanging out in the editing suite like uh, I remember we we were hanging out in the editing suite, and this was the the first trailer for Persona Five had just hit, and I was pumped. And it was it had it hit during class, and I was like, I'm gonna go fucking watch this on a big ass screen. Uh, I go in there, and there's some people in there. And I was like, and they were all people I knew, friends of mine. Yeah, and I was like, oh sweet, I don't need headphones. They're not working, right? They weren't like actually working or anything. They were just hanging out. And I was about to hit play, and someone saw out of the corner of their eye. They're like, Tim, turn that around. We all want to watch it. And I turn around, and there's like four or five of us watching it, right? And one of the dudes. But well, there's was, one guy. One guy. Yeah, one guy. <laughs> and so we we finished it. We're like, that was fucking dope. Yeah. He was like, uh, that is nothing compared to the works of Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> That reminds me of art film number 276 <laughs> yeah. from Sweden. Like, yeah, nobody cares, buddy. You can't, those people can't even like play along. No. Like, all they do is be like, oh, it looks kind of, what is that? Like, yeah. a, like that's a video yeah. game? Oh, it looks kind of neat. And then just turn around and go and back to go doing back whatever to, yeah. shit he was doing. It, yeah, but, uh, I don't, The in theater, there would be people that did this. So when I was in, co in college again, they would be like, you have to go see theater. You ha you have to be working in theater when uh, you're free from theater. You yeah. have to go see theater, and you should be reading about theater. And just like, and I, so I thought I thought that I was weird because yeah, yeah, yeah. when I had a day off, instead of going to see whatever show was in Oklahoma City playing, 
I, I would watch television at home or yeah. play video games. Go see a movie. Or, or go see a movie or go be outside yeah. or just go you know play board games. Do something else. Do something that to uncouple myself yeah. from theater. And so I got out of college thinking that I what I'm supposed to be doing as a as a person who works in theater is when I'm not working in theater, I should be seeing like one show a week. Yep. Or I should be going to even a show that I like work on vaguely, I should be seeing so that I can see what theater looks like. And then I got out into the real world of theater, like working with professionals who work in theater, and the conversation comes up and it's like Oh, I've never, I've never seen a show that I've, I've produced. Like, uh, as soon as they're the show not talking opens, about theater while they're doing theater, even. Yeah, we're talking about other <laughs> shit, and it's like, yeah, what, what do you? Oh, you have Saturday off. What are you gonna go do? Like, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do laundry. Yeah, but that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch TV and do laundry. I'm gonna play video games and do laundry. I'm going to go have a steak dinner. Yeah, hey, have you seen the new Netflix show? Yeah, it, people have no interest in that being their entire life because that. Because it's such a huge aspect of your life already. Already, yeah. Like I, I can go. I'm, I'm happy to go. You know, if I'm out, someone says, "Oh, you know, this guy's a stagehand. He works in theater." I'm happy to t- to talk to people and talk up my job. What it's about. What yeah. it's about. Yeah. But I'm also happy to like change the subject and be and and be like, "Oh, you know, do you like cocktails? Have you ever had this one? Have you ever had this one? You know, do you, have you ever tried making your own?" Do you, do you like to cook? What yeah. kind of things do you like to cook? You know, I I make a pretty good curry. Talk, <laughs> you know, talk about change. I think in a good conversation, the subject changes like every every oh, yeah. time you start to yeah. hit that dip. It's like, yep. let's talk about something else. And one note personality people can't, can't do, do that. that. It's just like different, different, I don't know, gears on the same track. Like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm really into new wave, wave techno. I'm really into 8-bit uh, video games and pixel art. And you're like, okay, cool. You know, what kind of music do you listen to? Well, I like to listen to the old Neo Geo soundtracks. I like uh-huh. to do that while I'm while I'm working out. And all my, my workouts are actually built around Qbert. <laughs> I jump <laughs> I up jump and down stairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like... Huh, what kind of food do you like to eat? Well, you know, I like to eat a lot of things with mushrooms because they help make you grow big and strong. I take a lot of pills. Take a lot of pills. I'm on I'm on dozens of vitamins. <laughs> My brother's name is Luigi Mario. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I minored in Italian in college. Yeah, like you get the guys that are really into video games and they listen to video game music and they watch video game. They, like they're watching Twitch to watch video games. They're playing video games, listening to video game. You like go do something else. <laughs> go talk to a person. I have yeah. tons of friends on Xbox Live. They're not your friends. You're you're damaged. <laughs> uh, you know, trans people are like this, where their entire life, like that's the everything comes down to it. Everything is about that. Like you can't you can't just enjoy a meal. Oh, that guy looked at me like I'm weird. Like. Welcome, welcome to being out in the world. In the public. Yeah. Do you know how many times I get stopped to be told that people like my motorcycle helmet? All the time. <laughs> it's fucking, it's, it's fucking near con. I mean, I have been at a stoplight and had a guy roll down a window and go, hey, that's a cool helmet. Well, thanks. Yeah. Can't you just fucking leave me alone? I had a guy, I was out at dinner and you know, I have got my helmet there sitting yeah. in the seat and the guys, the guy comes up and starts talking to me about the helmet and I wasn't sure what he's like, ah, you know, can, can, won't, don't have people like that anymore. And I wasn't sure if he meant 
Henry Fonda uh-huh. or if he meant Evil Knievel. Yeah. And I had to kind of like have the conversation while I sussed this out. Figure it out. It's not, uh, most people don't care about you. No. They, no. No. You're, you are an NPC in their video game. Yes. So when and you, they want the quest item, which is the helmet. Yeah. And so when you like lens yourself as being only one thing, everything is going to appear to be that one thing when yeah. it's probably not. It's probably just, you know, something normal, like someone needing to take your order so that they can give you your food and then leave. <laughs> Uh, that's a good issue, Tim. Thank you. And uh, here's my third issue. People who have one-note personalities. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to Miller episodes. I mean, it's time for... This episode is brought to you by... The Blackface Lawyer. News Network. I'm calling the police. Two if you count the cows. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um. Authorities in Dubai have contact have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on beauty contestants that have been receiving Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. Uh, there were over 40, uh, 40 disqualifications from the annual uh, beauty pageant. My phone just crashed. Uh, Amazing. Over 40 cancel over 40 disqualifications of the annual. Uh, this is the uh, King Abdulaziz Camel Beauty Pageant. These are camels being judged. These are camels being judged. Mm. Um, the prize money about six six million dollars U.S. Holy shit! Uh, so when you take that 66 account, million dollars for a pretty camel. Yeah. When you take that account, you're like, Oh, are these guys looking for wives? That's why <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, that's why these guys are fucking giving their camels Botox. Yeah. Uh, apparently Botox injections, facelifts and other cosmetic alterations, uh, to make the camels more attractive are, have been being done, uh, instead of, you know, letting the camel be au natural. What? Instead of no, that's not the instead of instead of not being a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah, judging the remember the, the judge. The, like, there's, there's a guy that's like that's his job. Like, oh, this is a very beautiful camel. <laughs> now, there's a difference between uh, people that have one no personalities and people that have too weird of a personality. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the guy you also don't want to talk to. Is the uh, like so? What do you do, Ben? Oh, uh, I. I'm a judge in camel beauty pageants. <laughs> like, okay, you have a you have a, you good have a life. nice day now. <laughs> there was a guy, you're you're a mortal enemy. He was a pretty one note personality guy. Yeah, he would go through different phases though. Like he had sure. his rock band phase. He had his like I work at the movie theater phase. Uh-huh. That was the worst phase. No, I was no. no, no what was no, the worst no. phase? The worst phase was the I'm an improv. I'm a, uh, I'm a theater. I'm in theater professional that's improv right. phase. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so apparently, if my phone would stop crashing, um... Is it your phone or your browser? Maybe. Uh, yeah, they ju- they decide the winner based on the shape of the camel's heads, necks, humps, dress, and postures. It's a month-long festival. A festival of camels. It's a festival of camel. Wow. Um, but yeah, they're cracking down on that. Um... 
Our next news story comes to us from our favorite place, our favorite place across the pond. Um, students at Cambridge University have been complaining. This is Cambridge University. So imagine someone that goes to Cambridge University. What they have to complain about. Uh, tea and crumpets. You're very close. Actually, you're spot on. Uh, they've been complaining I'm that they are settling for shop-bought cakes after a recent <laughs> staffing issue left their college without a pastry chef. Jesus Christ. Yeah, undergrads at the Corpus Christi College have reportedly voiced concerns that they have had to settle for store-bought cakes and bulk-bought food rather than delicately crafted meals. There was a reported mass exodus of kitchen staff with cooks... Um, uh, the the crucial role of the pastry chef has been unfilled since the mass exodus of kitchen staff. One student said that the situation is so dire that it feels like the quote loss of the Cambridge experience. <laughs> Others, I'm not getting pay fresh pastries. <laughs> College is ruined. Ruined. Others have apparently complained that they have to walk to other colleges for their breakfast and it is no longer offered at their halls. Jesus fucking Christ. That is incredible. The the level of uh what's the what's the word? Entitlement. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. Your money is just being thrown into an incinerator so that these yeah. kids can have a pastry chef. Crumpets. Yes. Fresh Jeez. crumpets. Fresh fresh ones. Not yeah. as Tim, speaking of pastries, you know those blue, those round blue tins that you keep sewing supplies in? Yeah. There was one with cookies in it the other day. Why would you put cookies in there? I don't know, but they were pretty fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Were they like a Danish? Yes. Yeah. Danish butter cookies. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, there's there's probably sewing supplies in here, but <laughs> Might as well check. Might as well check. <laughs> oh, my, oh, oh my God, God, they're cooking. And then I ate like seven of them uh -huh. because trying to make up for the number of times I've opened one of those tins to be disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. That was like, I'm eating all these fucking Fuck you, cookies. Grandma. I I'm wanted a, cookies. <laughs> and then it occurred to me, I could just buy those tins of cookies anytime uh -huh. I want. And when they're done, you can throw it away. Yeah, instead of putting random shit in. Yeah. Or, or what I would do, right, is like put a piece of tape on there, not cookies. Not cookies. Yeah. Well, our next news story comes to us. Um, speaking of the Dutch. Uh, <laughs> only two things I hate in this world. <laughs> people that are intolerant of other people's cultures. No, no, no. The Dutch and black and people. <laughs> Those are my two. Um, apparently a Dutch company's attempt to reach... Fans of the wholesome sport of curling led some broadcasters to cancel their live stream of the tournament that will determine the final spots in the Beijing Olympics. We're letting Beijing still host the fucking Olympics after what they did. Uh, local organizers of the Olympic qualification event in the Netherlands said they were told that on ice ads for the Dutch company, easy toys, um, <laughs> Uh, were too much for the U.S. audience and the Japanese audience to cancel the live streams for the U.S. and Japan. Um, wow, I bet 11 people were upset. Uh, well, so they're... If you're watching, if you're watching the Netherlands 
Olympics qualification events for curling. You need to get a life (laughs) for curling. And you're offended by the sex toy company having an ad uh, on the side of the arena, uh, which by the way, they said is a non-explicit logo. Probably just, uh, probably just their name, easy toys. Um, you know, like red, red font on a white background, I assume. Uh, The USA curling official, the USA official curling Twitter account tweeted on Sunday uh, that video of the Americans opening round match was not available due to, quote, an unforeseen sponsorship conflict with the local organizing committee, a.k.a. we're a bunch of prudes. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I found their their logo. It's just. It's literally it's like, like it's, it's exactly toys. what I said. It's a red font on a white background. And the E's are look like hearts. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. You'd have to really be reading something into that. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're watching curling, you should get a life. <laughs> uh, while our last news story comes to us from California. 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 Uh you will you were gonna love this. Okay. Um as soon as this uh loads. Uh Los Angeles, Santa Ana, Oakland Unified, Sacramento City Unified, and other California districts have decided to phase out D's and F's. In grading. So it's only A's, B's, and C's? Uh, yeah. So C's are now failing? No. High schoolers who fail a test or homework assignment can get a do-over or more time to complete the work. Uh-huh. Uh, students who don't ever finish the assignments or who would fail, you know, uh, their finals would get an incomplete. Uh, so Sean Quisa, why are you 35 and still in your senior year of high school? I ain't been doing my assignments. You can read whatever things you want to into that joke. <laughs> that's that's amazing. And then we wonder, like, how come China is is getting past us in all of our industry? It's because we're making our kids stupider. Yeah. Uh, this this is just a, a, another um, like coddling. It's, it's coddling. coddling. Yeah. This is this is this has been extended into literally all aspects of our lives. Yeah. Including video games. Imagine your job, any any job, yeah. right? You have something you need to get done by Friday at mm-hmm. five p.m. and you don't do you don't get it done, right? Now let's say it's a one off thing, like uh, something came up. My dad got sick. Mm-hmm. I had to go take care of them. I you know I got in a car accident. Now, maybe your boss is like, okay, you know, that's fine, but um, we, we it, you know, it has to be here Monday at 8 a.m. Yeah. Monday at 8 a.m. rolls around. You're like, yeah, sorry, I went out this weekend and went and drank and and got real high and didn't do that. And he's like, okay, uh, you know, good. I think we can postpone this meeting. We'll do it like Wednesday, Wednesday at noon. You can get it done then. Wednesday at noon rolls around. The big meeting happens, and you're like, yeah, I, I still haven't done it. Do you think you're going to have your job at Wednesday at 5 p.m.? Uh, if you're the boss's son, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I Same way if you're the superintendent's son. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I don't understand why we th- like create schools to not be like work in in a lot of ways, like homework, right? Yeah. When, you, when you when you clock out, aside for some jobs, like there are definitely like my job. I'm I'm always sure. have to be available, but and, I'm compensated and even, even for then, always being available. Even then, just about every job, sometimes you'll have to take home some of it. Or or if you're a stalker at Walmart, you don't have to take product <laughs> home and put it in your fridge. Sure, you but know? but but you have to work overtime on Saturday. Okay, that will happen. But when you but you wa- can't force a kid to stay at when you walk out of most most jobs. Sure, when you walk out of the doors. On Friday, Friday at five. That's it. You are done. Yeah. Until you walk back in the doors Monday at eight. Yeah. But school, you walk out of the doors Friday at three thirty, and there's a stack of shit for you to yep. do that you need to have ready to go Monday at eight a.m. As if those two days are not yours to spend the way you wish. Yeah. And that's always bothered me. Yep. That that's an aspect of school. Things like not letting kids fail. You if. If you fail like that in the real world, you will not have a house, yeah, or an apartment, yeah. or anywhere to go. So you're just creating you're creating a generation of entitled, spoiled brats funny, who thinks they should have a second, they should have a do over on everything. Yeah, which is funny because in school, right on Monday, if you get a worksheet on Monday for mm-hmm. a science class, yeah, and it's due the next day, and you go to class the next day, what is half that class about? The worksheet you did yesterday. The worksheet you did yesterday. Whereas you could not give the worksheet and just spend that other half of a class like further learning. Learning. I realized that they use the worksheets and stuff. And the other thing that always bothered me was tests. It, the When they're just like, all right, two hours, you have to sit here and answer all these yeah. questions and you have no point of reference. And even, even when I was young, before the age of Google, I knew that... <laughs> Like I yeah. don't, I don't have to know. I don't have to have all of this information in my head at all times. Yeah, and that creates. I think that the the testing creates dumber kids because yes. what you end up doing is you cram it all in, you finish the test, and then it's just it's gone. gone. That's why. That's why people don't know like their constitutional amendments because because yeah. in U.S. history class in the eighth, ninth, twelfth grade or whatever, you had to do a little, you know. What are they? A quick answer on all those. You shoved it in your short term memory. You shoved it in your short term memory. You got through the test and you're like, all right. And then you're an adult and you're like, isn't there like an amendment about how women can't own property or something? <laughs> it turns out you're wrong. There, That amendment doesn't exist. And you're like, well, we got to get this shit fixed. <laughs> it's, it's, I, at school, I more and more believe that school is created, I, not designed for education, but in fact designed for making us stupider so that we are more uh, malleable for propaganda purposes, Yeah, as evidenced by the last year. Anyway, well, that this has been... Well, it takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim, but you know it doesn't take care of? What? Uh postage so we can send a bunch of angry letters to superintendents of schools all across the country telling them to kill themselves and if you want to help us with that endeavor you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash hwidg which stands for here's what i don't get which is the name of the show and over there we have five tiers we have the one buck tier which gets you early access to each week's episode plus our monthly minisodes we have our two dollar tier we throw the random bits and bobs i think we're gonna be doing we're gonna do before and after on the matrix 
Oh, we've got sure, to. got to. Yeah, um, probably have to bring trucking and tucking in on that one. Might, might have to throw together like a mobile rig. Yeah, yeah. Go go record over at his place. Watch the Matrix. Do a do an after release it. Um, for five dollar tier, you get our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get: we drop the hate and talk about what's great. Then we have our ten dollar tier, where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch it. And record a feature commentary. This month we watched. Um, I don't remember, but I haven't had time. The Emperor's to edit New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, I need to edit that at some point in my plethora of free time. And then finally, we have our fifty dollars spite producer tier, where you get a say in the show. You can demand special guests. You can ban people from the Discord, ban people from the voicemail, limit voicemail time, ask for special format changes, anything that you can think of that we can fulfill, we will do our best to do so. So thank you to all our patrons, big and small, for supporting the show. You help make things possible. We really, really do appreciate it. But let's get back to some issues, Tim. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Victim points. Mm-hmm. You've been watching the uh, Jesse Smole- Smollett uh, trial at all? No. No, you can't, wa- you can't watch <laughs> it because it's not on TV. Kyle Rittenhouse, live stream 24 fucking 7. Huh. Jesse Smollett, Ghislaine Maxwell, not live streamed at all. Interesting. Interesting. You know why that is, Tim? Why? It's a federal case. And years and years ago, federal some federal judge douchebag said, ah, federal cases, no cameras allowed inside. Yeah, Press yeah. is allowed inside. That's what we get the sketches and everything. Yep. But in this modern world of live streaming and transparency, mm-hmm. you'd think that they just slap a camera up in that fucker you know, Ghislaine Maxwell's trial should be everywhere. Yeah. Like when she starts naming names, there should just be cops going to arrest those people mm-hmm. right away. And the people should know. That's well, not happening. The Jesse Smollett, you know, it's for for people who maybe don't remember, uh Jesse said that he was attacked by two white men who beat him. I think they threw like yogurt on him or something. They put a noose around his neck. Mm-hmm. And then they like, said, yelled, this is MAGA country. This is MAGA country in the heart of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he filed that he was a victim of a hate crime to try and not get fired from his show, Boardwalk Empire, which is terrible and nobody watches it. No, not Boardwalk Empire. He's just Empire. Just Empire. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire is a different show. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a, well, whatever. Um, whatever show he was in, he was getting fired. And so that did not do anything to really elevate his career. In fact, it kind of looks like he might be going to jail. But I, so I'm, I'm watching some some of the news that's coming out of it. And his part of his defense is that so what ended up actually happening was he hired two African black guys yeah. to beat him up on this specific corner. Yes. Where there's a camera so that and he got them to paint themselves in white face uh-huh. and which is racist. Yeah. What he did ended up is a hate crime. I mean, I've had this argument where people said it's not a hate crime because you know po- political uh, dissuasion isn't a hate crime thing. But like he created a fake hate crime and to try and crime. build outrage. Like yes. that is that's a hate crime. In any case, they weren't painted. They weren't painted in yellow face. Yeah, it turns out it was all um, or red face. It was all hoax, and now he's being tried for the waste in the time of federal investigators. Good. I don't know why he's being tried. Like this is a whole trial. Yeah. I know. All this shit came out a week afterwards. 
Well, his part of his defense, he was talking about how him and one of the defendants like go to a gay bathroom. I heard about and that. Jerk off. Yeah. It's like, what does this have to do with fucking anything? <laughs> yeah. A- anything at all? <laughs> it would be like Kyle Rittenhouse going in there uh-huh. testifying and being like, "Well, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a trash man and ride on the back of the trash trash car. Uh-huh. You know, throw the buckets in there. I thought that would be thrilling." Or uh, okay, but why did you shoot three people in the streets of Kenosha? You know, when I was in kindergarten, I learned to draw eights real good. Or uh, I had McDonald's uh, for for dinner last night. It's like talking to old man Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just fucking rambling nonsense. Uh, oh, but what it is is he's trying to paint a picture where some by by some stretch of the imagination. By being a gay black Jewish man, he was so he's so victimized by society, by institutional racism, Uh which is a specter of guilt that that will never be disproven. Uh, I love when we're told that institutional racism is a problem by people who have been part of the system for decades. Like, well, institutional racism is the problem and you are a major part of the system. Does that mean that you're racist? Hmm? <laughs> anyway, this this guy who has who created a career where he just plays pretend good, yeah, is so victimized by society for being a gay black Jewish man that he ha- had to hate crime. That himself? he had to hate crime himself so that he wouldn't lose his job playing pretend real good. Like we created a currency of victimization mm-hmm. where. It's okay for minorities to beat up other minorities because they are more of a minority, right? Yeah. Like we need to stop Asian hate. Do you remember this whole movement uh-huh. that started because of the pandemic? Yeah. We need to stop Asian hate. But then all of the like Asian hate crimes were certain jogger or basketball <laughs> Americans beating up certain slant-eyed Americans. It's like, well, the Asian hate really seems to only be one cultural group of people against another cultural uh-huh. group of people, which is a well-known cultural adversary that's been around for literally decades and decades. That so much that it's it's like a pre-meme, the idea of certain ethnicities and other ethnicities just being like oil and water. But suddenly it's now white people's fault this is happening. And we can't bring up these specific instances because while, yes, Asians are victimized, they have fewer victimization points than basketball Americans (laughs) because they have the ultimate one of uh, the time that they were put into pressed into an unpaid labor force. It and then like. Asians being excluded in colleges, well, that's totally fine too. Yeah, they had get great SAT scores and they if you looked at merit-based admissions, colleges should just be entirely Asian people. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to let the all the other people in, so we just artificially limited the number of Asian people we let in. Like yep. that's literally institutional racism. <laughs> that case got completely thrown out of court. By the way, really? Yes. It's huh. like, no, no, it's totally fine because because Asians don't have enough victim points. And that's the currency we have now where I could go if I I Tab Burt, very white man, 
to go into a CVS and steal a bunch of shit and and like walk to the the cashier and was like, "My name's Ted Burt. I host the podcast. Here's what I'll get. Here's my address and phone number. Uh-huh. Fuck you, bitch." About 35 minutes later, the police would come arrest me, right? But if I walked in there and my name is, like, my name is LeBron James, I'm an NBA player, because of the color of my skin, I'm in need of shit, I'm stealing all this shit, bitch, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. They'd be like, he would just be a tearful, I I should not have yelled at that bitch at the CVS that she was a bitch and said fuck you to her, but uh, she was really getting in my face, I could tell. I felt worried because as a as a basketball American here in America, I thought that maybe I was in danger, which is why I had to take all of those things from CVS, even though I make millions of dollars as a basketball player. And they'd be like, ah, LeBron James being a basketball American is always in a state of perpetual victimhood, even though he makes millions of fucking dollars a year. I can't stand these people. I can't stand these rich motherfuckers lecturing me about how great I have it. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you live a blessed life where you run around. Like, he threw those two people out of the game for calling him a cry, for calling him a communist sympathizer or whatever, a crybaby or whatever. I, I didn't hear exactly what, they, what it was that he they called him. He got all upset and had the, uh, yeah. the umpires throw these people the video, out of the game. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Uh, we, we should feel bad for LeBron because he comes from a, a culture of, of victimization. No, no. My, I'm fucking as almost as Irish as they come. You know, when our people came to this land, we were, we were just as fucking persecuted as you. You know what we did? We had a couple pints of Guinness. We had some whiskey and we got the fuck over it. <laughs> Stop fucking whining. Uh, like Kevin Spacey, right? When he he got busted for fucking that dude Kid. as a, as a yeah. boy, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I choose to live my life as a gay man. Like ah, <laughs> I god damn it, he got just enough victim cards. We're gonna let him slide on this. He's one. doing a, he's doing a new movie. Yeah, of course it's not in America. Yeah, you, he's he's pulling a Polanski. You lay low. This is yeah. what they all do. Like this is what Alec Baldwin's gonna do. Alec Baldwin is not gonna do another movie for like two or three years, uh-huh. and then he'll he'll be on some TV show or he'll, he'll be on Saturday Night Live, and it'll be like Alec Baldwin returns for the first time on on in on TV or on screen since the tragedy at Rust. And he'll and then be like, and they'll, they'll give him a fucking Academy gun. Award. Yeah, well, I would say they're gonna give him a prop gun, and he'll be like, whoopsie. Yeah. This jackass killed a person fucking around with a gun on set improperly. And it'll just be because he has the right politics completely brushed under the rug. And it'll be something, you know, he I saw an article about him being interviewed. He's like, like why? Why Alex? Alex Jones? <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, why Alec Baldwin waited until now? I'll tell you what killed that man. He was uh, he's a loser person. <sighs> the reason why they had to take out this director of photography. Her next... <laughs> Her next project was going to be, she was going to be breaking the thing on all the pedophiles. So Baldwin, he had to take a fall. He had to take a fall. Someone had something on him. I'm not sure who it was, but someone, same thing happened with that hashtag me too guy over uh, Weinstein. Weinstein was taking a fall for everybody else. You know how me too started and now it's gone. Started because of the devil. They're trying to get the man, white man out of Hollywood so that the certain small hats can come in and take over everything. Um, 
no, Alec, Alec Baldwin, yeah, he'll lay low and then he'll, you know, why, why hasn't, why did he wait until now? It's because now is when his lawyer finished writing up yes. this, the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't actually pull, pull the, the trigger. trigger. You just played with a hammer. Yeah. That's how fucking guns work, moron. It's not a striker fire <laughs> pistol where there's only the trigger. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a fucking hammer revolver. If you've. Pull the the hammer back and you don't lock it in place and then you let it go real hard. It It'll shoot. fire the fucking bullet. <laughs> Dipshit. Yeah. And step one, don't play with guns. I I like I hand you a gun, like Tim, this gun's loaded. And you're like, all right. I mean it I know the I know not to put my finger on the trigger. Yeah. And then here, here, let me let me take. Let me unload it for you real quick. Now, now play with. Now you can play with it a little more freely. Uh -huh. Now we know all know that it's unloaded. Yeah, it's a very very simple process. <laughs> it. Yeah, what an asshole that guy is. But you know he's gonna. He'll have some victim point. He'll talk about his like dead daughter or some stupid shit. That is the currency we have. If you have enough victim points, you can do anything you want, and you'll get away with it. And it'll just be oh. It's institutional racism. It's institutional sexism. It's uh, we. It's because you're gay. It's because you have you're Jewish. Like you're so persecuted as being Jewish, Jesse Smollett. Are you fucking <laughs> for real? Not to be like, not to go full info wars on you, but there are a lot of Jews in a lot of high positions of power, and specifically in your industry. Do you? Do you think these other Jews are like, yeah, let's keep this guy out of here. Let's fucking, uh, we're not. He didn't come to temple last week. He didn't come to temple last week. We're not letting him in there. I didn't see him at the Passover dinner. Yeah. I heard they were doing shooting on Saturday. You're out of the club, Jesse. No, it's ridiculous. Nobody cares. No, I don't. The number of people I'm, you know, I meet work with dozens yeah. of people a week. Yeah. Do you know how many of them I know what their religion is? Basically none. Very few. Yeah. I don't even know what your religion is. I assume your family probably went to church when you were a kid. I could not tell you what. I not not just You could you could you could probably infer. I can't I couldn't guess what I don't know what denomination, let alone what physical church you went to. Sure, sure. I, but I, I will say you could you could infer it. I would guess Baptist. Specifically. Southern Baptist? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Pretty so, easy. So there's a guess. Yeah. But like the people, religion's not one of those things anybody gives a shit about. Yeah. Like as long as you're not shoving it in everyone's face, like you walk around with a little cross around your neck or a, a star of David, or we, we know that that means family or a child bride. You know, I know that you're a, a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim, and I, you know, I I don't have a problem with that. It's not with the child bride thing. Um, it doesn't doesn't really affect whatever relationship we have. Like if yeah. you're if I'm ordering from you at a restaurant, and you have a, a cross on or a star of David or like what or an Indian dot on your head. As long as you bring me my food in a reasonable amount of time <laughs> and you keep my drink refilled, it's all good. Yeah. The the religious symbol on you does not matter. But people use that as like this. Oh yeah, he well he treated me this way because I'm Muslim. How would I possibly know that? <laughs> like. I I just met you. Uh, yeah, yeah this guy's an anti-Semite. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Of the, I got called an anti-Semite by a guy, and of the two of us, I look a lot more Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 
didn't know you were Jewish. I just thought you were an asshole. Yeah. There's nothing to do with anything. Uh, I think it was in jest, but you know, you never know. Sure. Like it's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible precedent because it's going to become where, like I said, it's going to be a literal currency. Like uh, your, you'll have your vaccine passport and then you'll have your, vi- your minority points, your victim points where you can go, you like walk into a CVS and they're like, uh, sir, you're gonna have to pay for those 15 Milky Ways. And you go, oh, no, no, sorry. See, I'm an, I'm a displaced indigenous trans black lives matter or something. And they're like, uh, that's 35 points. Yeah. He can have all the Milky Ways he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and then me, I'll like walk in there and, and they'll be like, uh, sir, you created, committed a microaggression against all everybody in this store. We're going to have to charge you an extra 25% because <laughs> that's what it comes down to is it'll come down to how much money the government can steal from you. Like some people will be charged less and some people will be charged more. Mm-hmm. You're a white man who has a, who has a well-paying job that pays taxes and, uh, and you, you know, you, you don't have any disabilities and you, even though you're, you're highly autistic, you don't have a piece of paper that says that. So yeah, you're, uh, you're paying extra, we're, we're charging you extra taxes. We're charging you an ableism tax so that we can pay for all these wheelies to walk around in their power scooters because they're too fucking fat. They're trying to make fat a victim point, a fat lesbian, trans black Native American amputee <laughs> who's a war veteran I'm trying to think trying to get all the victim points in there uh-huh. I can host a podcast that's a huge disability oh, yeah. being a podcast hoster <laughs> yeah. uh, well Tim what's your last issue this week uh, here's what I don't get Chinese Superman so uh, you did not want me to tell you anything about Chinese Superman no when I told you the phrase Chinese Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> speeding burret. <laughs> more more powerful than a speeding locomotive. Yeah. So I've been catching up on my comics. Able to reach buildings in a single bound. Yeah. Single. So in 2017, DC did Rebirth. And one of the comics that I never read uh, was the comic called New, right? New Super hyphen man right so clark we still had clark kent uh specifically uh it was uh uh the old superman not the new 52 superman clark kent and clark kent <laughs> <laughs> so i had never read new suit new clark, new superman i never read chinese superman so i i looked into it because the writer uh, has read some stuff that, that I've read before and that I thought was all right. So I, uh, I read the first couple of issues. I read about like five, the first five issues of new, of Chinese Superman. Stands for truth, justice, and half price fried rice before 4 p.m. <laughs> uh, it was the mo. It was the most generic ripoff I I I have I've seen in a long time. Uh, I think they were doing this. So I'm, I'm sure DC did this kind of poorly made in China version of Superman. Well, so I'm sure DC did this, you know, to increase, um, you know, their roster of, uh, future film. Re- <laughs> releases. Right. Right. Cause, cause you know, Marvel had Shang Chi, 
which at the t- uh, I think at the time they probably were like, yeah, Shang Chi should shoot in two years. Mm-hmm. DC was like, ah, oh, fuck, we don't have any Asians. <laughs> I mean, the, we do, but we, we're not writing about it. We don't. We're not putting them in the comics right now. So uh, we got to make one up. Uh, like, hey, hey, let's do Chinese Superman. All right. Um, it's uh, it was it's the it's it's the like the laziest ripoff comic I've read in a long time, uh, and it's like, uh, so it, it's I. You could you could guess all the plot points, right? Yeah, I, I assume he crashed Earth, but instead of crashing Earth in America, he crashed in rural China. So, so no, no, no. So this is this is more like uh, we're gonna find a kid and turn him into Superman. What? Yeah. So they like find some kind of kryptonite that they liquefy and they spread it into him. And no, no. So Superman. so so just so before the comic even begins, like somehow the Chinese government got a hold of. Superman powers that they could inject into someone. And then comic starts. So he's Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like a, like a young, like a 17 year old, uh, and he's, he's Chinese. So he's right? also Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's like, it's like all the tropes of, uh, of like comic book heroes Is he you can rich? think of. No, okay. but he only has one parent. The other one died, died tragically. Yeah. Uh, um, and he doesn't get along with them, which is not the anime, anime situation. It's the other situation, right? The I don't like my parents situation. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he's a bully. Oh, he's a bully. He's a bully. Uh, so he's also flash Thompson. Yeah. Okay. Which he, so they're also doing like the bully. Uh, oh no, no. He's more like a um, redemption. Hal Gardner, Hal the Green Lantern, he's an asshole. Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. Yeah. So he's Guy Gardner, Spider Man. Right. So it's yeah. just this. It's a, it's a dumb. That's why I call it a ripoff because it's just an amalgamation of all these like tropes, which if it's done really well, cannot matter. Yeah. Right. Uh. So he's a bully. He's bullying this kid. Kid gets attacked by a supervillain. Mm-hmm. The one of the first Chinese big Chinese supervillains. Yeah. Uh, Captain America. Um, and he saves the kid, right? Mm -hmm. And someone catches it on the, catches it, films it. It goes viral. Uh, he is then, uh, recruited. Well, he's, I would say he's, um, interviewed by, uh, basically, uh, her name might as well be Lois Ling. (laughs) It's it's a double L name. Connie Lang. It's a double L name. Mm. And she's a reporter for the big newspaper there. Yeah. And the love interest. Wow. Um so he gets recruited by this shadow uh organization. Shield. Essentially. Uh okay. that may or may not have like a secret superhuman prison. They the, definitely do have okay, one. Okay, the raft. Um and so uh, they give him Superman powers, uh, but they're like very volatile and sporadic. They don't know exactly how they work because because he's got to have like the learning curve yeah, yeah, of like yeah. what really makes his power. Right? And so far as so far in the comic, it's like uh, they're not solar based. They're like, he's like, I got to focus my chi oh. to make sure my powers don't turn off. God. Yeah. So he's Iron Fist. He's, he's also <laughs> Iron Fist. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, turns out, uh, he is not the first hero. 
there's the bat hyphen man. Oh no! And the Wuhan Chinese, coronavirus man, Chinese Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, Did you hear Anthony Fauci refer to it as the Wuhan virus the other day? Nice. Yeah, I've been racist for calling it that, yeah. but now fucking <laughs> the representative of the Pope of Science yeah. says it. So. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the Wonder Woman is a lady who has a lasso and can fly, and the Batman is a a dude in a suit with gadgets. Uh, and of course, uh, his dad turns out to be a super villain mm-hmm. who is actually turns out the super villains are good. Super villains are freedom fighters against the Chinese government. Uh, okay. That's what the supervillains are. Wait, the supervillains super are against the Chinese government. The supervillains are freedom fighters. So, but they're bad guys. We're not, he doesn't join them to stop communism. So the dad turns out to be the head of the freedom fighters. Yeah. Who are trying to overthrow the Chinese government. Yeah. With democracy. Yeah. And we're not on their side. So far, no. <laughs> Those are the bad guys in the comic book. Incredible. Yeah. Ah, uh, wow. Um. Yeah, I got, I got to the part where it turns out his dad's the bad guy, and and uh, of course the like his, his second in command, who is his brother, is like, I'm gonna kill these kids because any because they're against us and anything against us is not good for the cause. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm just, eh, I'm pretending this doesn't exist. And then I was like, then I went to go look for reviews on it. I was like, there has to be people that think the same thing I'm thinking. We're like, this is like, this is terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, the, the, the most I found was like, this is like a, by the numbers, typical comic book. It does nothing special. That was the that was the the most negative review I saw. One was like I saw one that was like, they've got to be deleting the bad ones then. They got to. It's got to be like that that non alcoholic whiskey. Yeah, where yeah. They, they oh yeah, submit your review, but we're only punishing <laughs> the five. Yeah, stars. I saw one that was like, this is the most inventive thing DC has done in years. I'm like, are you kidding me? Inventive? Yeah. Writing Chinese propaganda <laughs> with <laughs> stolen tropes from other yeah. superheroes. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I don't, I don't get who that would be for. It would be nice if if it was the opposite, right? Like if they wrote it to where, oh, the bad guys are the are actually the good guys, and then he swaps sides and overthrows the Chinese government, and it was like freedom, yay! That and so that it would never get made in China, yeah. but it was very subversive. That might be where it goes, but I could be on the side of it, maybe. Yeah. But it sounds pretty terrible. It is. It was pretty terrible. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that you know you know who's gonna be Chinese Superman in the movie. Jackie Chan. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think it did very well. I think it lasted like maybe 18 issues. and So is that that's like a, year a year and a half? year and a half. Yeah. Got canned after that, I think. And it has not been heard of since, I'm pretty sure. Of course not. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't... That pandering, I don't... Well, I don't understand anybody who would read that and go like, wow, this is for me. Yeah. You know? Because you know that... DC was like, okay, we need an Asian kid. We need to make a new Asian superhero book. So go get whatever Asian author 
Yeah. It's hot at the time. Go get an Asian artist. Doesn't matter what kind of Asian. Um, yeah, that's the other thing is if you're you know, you're writing this right. And you got to know that they are just, they're like, you only got the call because you're Asian it has nothing yeah. to do with how good you were. Yeah. Your rate was the lowest of all the Asian people that they asked. No, it's not, not even that it's, you're getting Marvel, you're getting DC rates and you just happen to be the hot author, hot, hot author at the time. And we're giving you a book. Mm. You can take it or leave it. Uh, Some executives just like walking down the hall where all the, all the artists are lined up and they're like, uh, Oh, Hey, uh, Ching Chang, Ching Lang. Um, you want to write a comic? Like my name's Kevin. All right. Sounds good. Kevin <laughs> sounds good. King Kong there. Like, fuck you, dude. You're making Chinese. Seem- maybe, maybe that's why it's so bad. Maybe the author made it intentionally terrible maybe. to sabotage it. And then in like 10 years, there'll be a documentary and it'll be like when DC went woke and here'll be this guy, his name is like Kevin Reseda. And it's like an Asian dude's like, yeah, they came to me and they asked me to write this Chinese Superman book. I'm pretty sure they asked me just because I, they thought I was Chinese. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm uh, from the Philippines. <laughs> uh, so I made it as terrible as possible so that it would immediately get canceled and they can mm-hmm. never make a movie about it. You're welcome, America. God bless Kevin. He's a hero. Fucking hero. I uh, not only am I from not as no not only am I my my family's from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I'm from uh Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> which is why I talk like this and yeah. not like, oh, it's a very good comic sir. I'm not even second generation American. I'm eighth generation American. <laughs> I remember Dick Master telling this story on his show of this this guy it was like a sensitivity train. The guy comes out there talking in like a very stereotypical accent. <laughs> And he's like, oh, very, you know, you know, making the L's, R's and uh-huh. shit. And then he's like, but you probably wouldn't be surprised to know that I'm actually from Rincino, California. <laughs> and the whole point was just to be that you, the audience, was racist yeah. for thinking that that guy talked like that. But he was talking like but that. He, but he, like... What would be racist is if they showed me your picture and I'm like, oh, that guy would talk be like, oh, it's a very honorable detectivity training guy. You know, that yeah. would be me being racist. Yeah. You talking like the the opener for Joe Rogan came out and she's talking. This is where my set started. Yeah, she's talking, and she has the most high pitched, obnoxious voice oh, I've no. ever heard. And she's talking. I go, this bitch sounds like Mickey Mouse is up there. You're trying to tell jokes, ho, 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 like so I swear to God. And then out of her fucking mouth comes, yeah. Someone once told me I sound like gay Mickey Mouse, oh, and she wow. does the Mickey Mouse laugh, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't. You gotta wonder who it's for. Like, did the I are. I know Japan is anime. Anime is Japan. Yeah. But you got to think like, do Chinese people read American comic books? Like, do they care? I mean, I assume some of the, some of the Superman, Batman has to. Yeah. But crossover. I, yeah. They it probably, some of it gets there, but I would still think that you would want something that was made to be real. You know, a Batman story written in earnest versus a, Chinese Batman story written to try and get Chinese money. Yeah. Be like, Uh, I'll read this one that has, it's like not creatively bankrupt and artistically hypocritical. Yeah. If some, if some, if someone came to DC and was like, Hey man, I love Batman and uh, I would love to do a comic where like he goes to China and fights some new villain. Yeah. Like, cool. Right. Batman China. 
I, I want to do a story about Batman while about Bruce Wayne while he's training in Japan under. Hey, guess what? That's coming out next year. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that could be interesting. Actually, they just put out, they just put out a, um, an anthology called Batman, the world where every chapter is done by a different, uh, creative team, mm. uh, is there Russian Batman where he's like in the Adidas wear? <laughs> Tracksuit Batman. Constantly, constantly drunk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, corporate people should stop trying to make things happen. They should. Cause I, that, in fact, when my, when my brother went to, to, uh, to Spain on a, on, a, on a class trip, he brought the thing he brought me back was a Batman comic. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Batman in Bar- Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was like... Was he dressed like a matador? <laughs> no, it was just like Batman goes to Barcelona and fights some Spanish dude. Uh, it's all in Spanish, too. Um, but I'm sure that was like, hey, the Spanish tourism board wants us to make a Batman comic. Yeah. <laughs> that All those those types of directives are always... You never hear about one. when you Whenever you hear about... You know, if if you watch the, all the comic book movies that yeah. happen now, and you watch like the creation of Spider Man, yeah, Stanley is is there, and he's like, I was in my office, I saw a spider crawling on the wall, and I thought, how cool it'd be to crawl like walk on walls like a bug, and so I started trying to make an insect man. I created Spider Man, and then you know, they Steve Ditko he did all his stuff to expand the Spider Man lore. It's always like one dude who had an interesting idea, yeah. and and then expanded there's never there's never going to be the be- behind the scenes of a movie where they're like yeah uh so a, a classic movie that everyone loves yeah like like v for vendetta right alan moore had this idea he saw the mask and he wrote all that and created his own story there's gonna be one where it's like yeah uh we're in a board of directors meeting and tim said that wouldn't it be cool if instead of instead of we had a chinese character and we're like that sounds great so went down into the artist pool and we found a guy with kind of slanty eyes and a guy who had a name that sounded like a ching chong put them together had him write this comic made 60 billion dollars for making the biggest movie making new avengers movie all about him yep Complete corporate sellout, absolutely no heart, and actually some thinly veiled racism in there. <laughs> like that, that is never going to be no, on the special features no. of a DVD that you own. Yeah. It's it's always going to be something about, like, The Matrix, right? It was the, the Wachowski brothers. They had an interesting idea about a world where humanity was enslaved by computers and this with this interesting visual style and it like it tuned into the new leather punk of the time but yeah, also it was like, like it the was old like the, grunge it was the married together burgeoning like uh u.s techno scene and and yeah. the rise of the internet and of of computers as as more of an automated part of yep. our daily lives and tapped in like something about their idea tapped into the cultural consciousness and it created a movie that is timeless. Yep. And has gone on to inspire so many, so many other things. Matrix (laughs) four is going to be a movie that a ton of people go see and then go on Twitter or Facebook or, and are are like, wow, this movie is terrible (laughs) and it almost ruins the original film. Some of them will say it ruins the original trilogy. Some will say it ruins the original film. It'll just depend yeah. on. But yeah, that just just let let it let it 
you have to as a as a corporate corporate you have to be open when those ideas come around yeah you have to be able to take risks and go like yeah why don't we try this weird this weird comic about a bunch of people who all have different superpowers and they all have to work together but they have like weird interpersonal relationship dynamics maybe we'll see what happens maybe yeah let's do a comic about a, a vampire hunter why don't we have why don't we cast this drug this felon felon ex felon drug addict <laughs> as a techno billionaire superhero yeah. and fund it all ourselves you have to be open to those kinds of risks and go like maybe this is worth it and maybe they'll pay off but then sometimes you'll go like why don't we make this movie about a guy who's a cowboy on earth or a civil war hero or whatever and he goes to mars and le- leads a war thing there like yeah let's make it based on a book from 80 90 years ago bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but they don't want to take any risk they they think they can like they think they can shape it and make chinese yep. spider-man yeah. happen yeah you can't make chinese spider-man happen yeah. or chinese superman whatever his fucking name is anyway chinese spider-man no japanese spider-man is pretty dope japanese spider-man is dope <laughs> he's from hell he's from hell uh boy well, and he shoots people with a machine gun. <laughs> and he like, he suits up out of his wristwatch and the suit just flies in the air yeah. and then he's suited. It's amazing. He flashes his, his yeah, he, he, he flashes it. I don't remember what he says, but anyway. Well, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burke. I'm Tim the Hammerbreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. Call in the Here's a Gun Hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Patreon or on the Discord under voicemail upload. Upload them there. We've got some here from the voicemail channel. Hey, guys. You know who it is. Literal fucking Hitler. No, Guy 69 here. Here's what I don't get. Microsoft fucking updates that break things. So I work in IT and for months now there's been this problem where a Microsoft security update broke printing on so many Windows computers. Yeah, that happened to me. And really? just in the last week or, yeah, about the last week, they brought out the, the, the fix for it, another update finally. Um, but you actually have to not just install the update, which takes ages, and reboot, but if you've got a prompt for Windows 11 as another free update, on your update screen, it hides another update that's required to actually fix the problem. They've just made this shit like a fucking point-and-click adventure now. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. And you know what? Say what you will about Macs, and they are far too expensive, and God knows I definitely don't want one, but they do just fucking no, work. No, I no, hate no. Microsoft. No. no. <laughs> nope. They absolutely do not work. As evidenced by episodes of this podcast that went unrecorded because we tried to use a Mac as the recording interface. Uh, as evidenced by me trying to get ebooks onto an iPad. Ebooks onto an iPad. Yeah. Those things should be like peas and carrots. Uh yeah, I had that printing issue, but I ended up being able to fix it by just uninstalling and reinstalling my printer drivers. I don't know what everybody else had. 
Hey, Tabby Timmy. Uh, you know what I don't get? Uh, all all of the the betraying technology that we have nowadays. I've got a freaking you know Samsung TV uh, remote, and the motherfucker has a Netflix button and a Prime Video button, and like some other like bullshit buttons that like you know they were like, spare buttons where they didn't have anything, and so they sold it to the highest bidder yep. instead of being like you ever have like an old like remote like way back in the day where you could like program them and make them do stuff, and now that's completely gone in exchange for Samsung getting a fucking payout from Amazon and Netflix in order to, like, oh, oh, don't you want these things? You can you just push the button, and it's right there. It's like, I don't have Netflix. I want to go to YouTube. Or, like, fuck, I want to go to, like, something else. Like, fuck you guys. Why the fuck do you get to decide what, <laughs> what my fucking thing is? It's such bullshit. I fucking, all technology... It exists to sell you ads and, like, betray you to the highest bidder, and it's fucking bullshit, and I hope it, it all fucking burns for the goddamn yeah, I remember complaining um, about... I remember, I don't remember having an end to that, so I'll just talk to you guys later. Love the show. Thank you. Glad you love the show. I remember complaining about this when I got the, you know, the Roku remotes. Yeah. They have those, those ad buttons on there, and I had, like, a Roku 3, I think. And it didn't have, it had two buttons at the bottom, but it was an AB button because they thought that they would use it as a video game console. Yeah, the, 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 the chunky remote. Yeah, it, it did not. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is great. But then the other cheaper Rokus had these buttons for like Netflix, Amazon. My mom had one that had all the, like almost all the buttons were discontinued services for a while. <laughs> That's great. And so I bought the Roku TV that I had and when I bought it, it came with a shitty IR remote and I wanted the yeah. smart remote you can listen to headphones with. And so I bought a remote directly from Roku that cost like $40 and it came with those fucking pre-made buttons. And yeah. those buttons, those buttons are not convenient. No. Like I've never used those buttons to try and go to Netflix. All those buttons do is get like sat on or pushed. dropped and yeah. I'm in the middle of watching something on one channel and it's like, let me load Netflix for you or, or worse. A lot of times, because I don't have a lot of channels, they're channels that I don't even have. Yeah. So then it's like, it takes me back to the home, pops up a thing. Do you want to download the blockbuster channel? <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck off. And then if the, if the thing get, they get rid of that service, the button just does nothing. So what I did to the, the remote for the TCL TV, mm-hmm. took it apart the membrane that you cut use to off. push those buttons, cut yeah. it off of those buttons. Those buttons do not work anymore. That's what you should do, too. Here's what I don't get. Work secret Santas. There's always some stupid limit on them, like $10. Mm-hmm. And they always devolve into everybody just buying each other their own gift cards. <laughs> oh, I got you a $10 gift card to... Uh, Subway. Oh, I got you a $10 gift card to McDonald's. Wow, gee. Really great that we're doing this secret Santa instead of just keeping the $10 and going to a fucking restaurant that I actually want to go to. God damn it. I hate them. I hate those. You get something you don't really want and you give someone something lame. Yeah. I remember I did one uh, and I got the person a like a headlamp and a multi-tool and then I got a headlamp and a multi-tool. Like, oh, I just... And they weren't the multi-tool I still have. It's the one that I carry in my wallet. Yeah. I use that one all the time. So that one, that was worth it. The headlamp was shit. The headlamp that I bought was great. Mm. I'm like I should have just bought my own fucking headlamp. Yeah. 
because uh, it was some it was some like twenty five dollar limit or something. The gift cards is worthless. Like I, if the it's supposed to be where, oh, you don't buy gifts for someone. Uh, you don't have to buy gifts for everyone, but you also don't buy gifts for just the people you like. Like, why don't you just not allow people to buy gifts? Yeah. If if we work together and I wanted to buy you a gift, I'd have to give it to you outside of work hours, which is probably when I would do it anyway. <laughs> uh, but then, because I don't want to go have to buy like gifts for everybody in the admin office that I don't know and don't talk to yeah. and then have them, like, Oh, Tim, I bought you this nice bottle of whiskey that I know you like, you know, it's this brand that you like, like that was 35 or $40. Hey, uh, people down in accounting, I got you this little basket where I took a Hershey's bar and glued a Santa face to it. And now you get a Hershey's bar. And it's like, why did Tim get a $40 bottle of whiskey? I got $2 worth of chocolate. Um, cause I don't know you and I do know Tim. Yeah. Imagine. So imagine being that, that person that caused the first Christine, office yeah. secret Santa limit. The person that caused the, the first limit. <laughs> it's like, um, I remember a few years ago I went, I went to, when I went to do road rage, road rage Vegas, yeah. I came back, I bought bottles of booze for two of my coworkers, not four of my coworkers. Uh-huh. Cause I only like two of them. Yeah. So when I got there, I just put, I hid them. And then when they, everybody, it was just those two. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, here's this bottle of, uh, one of them I bought rum because he likes rum. And one of them I bought whiskey because he likes whiskey. Like, here, I got these for you since you had to cover, since I was out of town and, you know, as a souvenir, what I bought in Vegas. Yeah. And and they, there's not like rules about that happening. Uh, yeah, I, I bought you, I brought you a keychain. I, I saw this funny sticker or something when I was on vacation. There's not rules about that where it's like you can't, no, yeah. but for some reason, secret Santa's happen. You, there's not a, there's not a secret birthday party deal, <laughs> right? Where someone has to buy a card and yeah. circulate it around the office. Every so often someone does that. I keep, yeah. Anyway. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time.